Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM. You're very welcome along to Sunday service. It's where we go through the celebrity gossip stories of the week and our culture vulture today is Miss Vanilla Morgan. Hello. How are we doing? I'm great. How are you? Absolutely fabulous. Um, how are you after cycling in and out last week? Um, smug. Still <laughs> very, very smug. Still feel like I won the Tour de France. I know everyone who actually did the marathon did so much more than my like 20 minute cycle. But still, yeah. I got a good kick out of you arriving in this morning with a little iced coffee and a massive jacket. And I was like, there's no way you cycled in again today. <laughs> I balance the iced coffee on my head. It's yeah. a, I give in on a unicycle. It's a trick that I have. <laughs> I will well believe it. Uh, we've got loads of stories to get through in Sunday service today. We're going to be talking all about Northwest wanting to live with Kanye as opposed to living with Kim because it's a bit of a simpler life. We are going to be uh, talking about the Matthew Perry Foundation and Mean Girls, which I'm very excited about. But first, let's kick it off with someone who has absolutely rotted half the population. Robbie Williams says he's going through the menopause. Yeah, we probably should have put an eye roll warning on that. The eyeballs detached <laughs> all over the country. But it's an actual term, allegedly. Well, uh, yes and no. Okay. So according to the NHS, not a real thing because there was loads of outrage earlier earlier in the month because there was these reports circulating from the NHS. Lots of things that women would have loved and have probably been fighting for for years. Things like how we cater to people going through the menopause of like putting fans in their offices, giving them different, more breathable uniforms for work. And the NHS had to come out when there was all this outrage going on being like, no, 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 this is not a thing that we're actually doing. So we have the, uh, the actual science yes. coming through with the science. We've got terms um, today. So the male menopause, sometimes called the andropause, is an unhelpful term, sometimes used in the media. Oh, shock. The problem. Laura. <laughs> this label is misleading because it suggests the symptoms are the result of a sudden drop in testosterone in middle age, similar to what occurs in the female menopause. This is not true. There you go, Robbie Williams. Yeah. Although testosterone levels fall as men age, they decline is steady about 1% a year from the age of 30 to 40 and unlikely to cause any problems itself. But... Robbie Williams, ever the drama queen, he has a documentary to push. So, this is something he said he's been going through. Here we are talking about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the the reason why this uh, took off, obviously, is because the documentary is coming out. And, and to be honest, we love a good documentary. Oh, we do. Um, especially about all of our favourite celebs. But he is talking about the fact that he is going through the menopause and he's dealing with thinning hair, reduced sex drive and insomnia. And uh, he, he says that his daughter was like, daddy's lazy. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm going through the menopause and it just caused outrage because it's like women can't have anything no. to themselves and women who have gone through the menopause or um, perimenopause the early menopause like I'd say they're absolutely seething because they're like are you up in the middle of the night with hot flashes hot sweats like it's it's such a change a hormonal change I mean we talked about this all the time like talking about women's periods I mean, like it's one of those things where it's like no, I wish we could know what it's like to have stable emotions. Yeah. <laughs> month in, month out. Please. It's not us. <laughs> One month. It's our emotions, all right? They get the better of us because of our hormones. The roller coaster we go through. Yeah. And even on that lazy topic, I think we all get a bit less energetic as we get a bit older yeah. anyway. I think that's fair to say. But I think Robbie has also acknowledged his own role in this, which is not the menopause, yeah. as he kind of tried to blame it and got all his headlines from. But he said it's just been being wrecked from partying like crazy in the 90s and the 2000s. Which is going to kind of mess you up long term. We'd all be tired. Yeah. Exactly. And I and I do have to give it to him as well. I think that it's very important for a man, and especially a man of his age and stature, to be talking about his emotions and saying, you know what, I actually can't stay up all night. I fall asleep at 6 o'clock, I'm up at 4am, it drives my wife absolutely crazy, but this is the way my body clock is 
programmed at the minute. And I'm like, yes, let's have this conversation. Let's say, you know, you feel a bit lazy, but you're actually just a bit wrecked. And, and you know, your life has changed dramatically, but let's just not label it something that is so close. Yeah, don't gaslight so us like that, Robbie. Please, <laughs> please. Go on. Yeah, I, I was just thinking, like, I just know so many women who've had such a tough time getting any help just even for the legitimate menopause, which yeah. you know is a real thing, or very menopause. So for him to then be coming out and doing this, I was like, Robbie, please, please, no. But yeah, such fair things that he has going on, but obviously um, it's not the menopause so no. leave that alone but that's fine we will be Not watching the documentary it, but let us have it <laughs> when it does come out what I enjoyed as well about him is how open he is about the fact that you know he gets Botox and when they were filming for this they were like no 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 we need continuity so you cannot get your Botox because we've already started <laughs> he was and he was <laughs> already talking about being right and yeah. he has to look right <laughs> as well <laughs> well it, it gave him more worth I think um, but he said that for his birthday like he's treating himself for his 50th to uh, a neck lift he's going off to get his turkey teeth done he is all so topping up his Botox and stuff. I'm like, yeah, fair play to you. You do that if that makes you happy. 100%. And again, we said we love these documentaries. I think they kind of lift the veil on celeb life and things like this as well. Because, you know, if you see something and now we're seeing less and less because people are disclosing more things like that and people are just generally getting more honest about these things. But, you know, when someone's been selling you a moisturiser for years, <laughs> and you're like, I'll buy that. I'll look like them. I'll be glowing. And then like, no, it turns out it was like a lot of tweakments <laughs> going on beyond the moisturiser that was doing that to them. So I appreciate the honesty because you wouldn't want to be another man of his age looking at that being like, why do I look like this and he's looking like over there glowing whatever else teeth shine and neck tight as you like still looking so, like yeah. he's 25 so yeah I appreciate the honesty with the treatments yeah we love this another thing that we love or do we is the Mean Girls reunion tell me about this so I am fascinated by this we did get Mean Girls 2 back in 2011 but I think it went under the radar for absolutely all of us because it was made for television it had the same uh, none of the same cast except the principal this the is like when they did principal. Home Alone 3 Three was it? Yeah. Like Does anyone remember a that? non-event. Macaulay Culkin wasn't in it. Total non-event. You cannot have Home Alone without Macaulay Culkin. Let's be honest, that's like sacrilege. So yeah, this is all now for a Walmart ad. This is our sequel because Mean Girls 2 may as well not have existed. But uh, yeah, the 2004 chick flick, we've got the girls back all by Rachel McAdam. Would have loved to see her there. She this is like the Spice Girls it. coming back without Posh. Yeah. It's kind of like exciting, but... Uh, we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll Beggars it. can't be choosers. It could have been more perfect. But yeah, they were all offered, did, but the three of them love being together for reunion, bar Rachel McAdams. Um, and apparently the gals had a great time talking about being moms. And they said it was a loss not having Rachel there. Now, we have a little clip. Have a listen to this. That is so fetch. Gretchen. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. And then in the Walmart ad, it says, that's so fetch. And then it goes, mom, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. And she's a proper stage mom, the way that Regina, um, Regina's state mom was a stage mom I'm in a Mean Girls. Mom, I'm a cool I'm mom. I'm a cool mom. What's the 411? <laughs> I mean, it's the most quotable movie of all times. If you grew up in the noughties, you, you know it inside out. Um, I kind of thought it was a little bit long. Yes, but then they're probably long. getting their money's worth out of them. Yes, and that is one thing that we can't find. I want to know Price. the budget for this. I know they'll absolutely make it back. It's for Black Friday. I hate Black Friday. I hate that we're importing it over here as well. But I think Walmart's Black Friday last year, they got like a 9.8% increase in their revenue. And I think that totaled 152.8 billion. Jeez. So they're going to make it back. I don't think they spent a billion on the ad, a singular billion. They have billions to spend. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say the gal's got a very tasty paycheck off the back of that Missy 
Elliot was in it as well, randomly. Yeah. And she it, cost a pretty penny. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's not cheap. But um, the ad was great. I liked all of the nods to the movie. Like, they really kept it in check, which I'm wondering as well, like with Paramount Plus, how they got that over the line. Cause yeah, I'd say they got a nice payday. Uh, yeah. Loads of money spent. Uh, loads of money. But with Rachel <laughs> McAdams, when I saw that she wasn't in it, I was like, oh no, because she has been quite vocal over the years of saying that she, if Tina Fey had, you know, if she wrote another Mean Girls reunion, that she would be happily involved in it. And the Broadway show as well, she was very much like, you know, if they could make it happen where it wasn't weird, all the girls would love to be back for it. So she is up for it, but maybe she's a bit like you where she's just not yeah. indulgent of the, the Black Friday deals and the, like it's a commercial entity. You're doing this for a company and not for yourself. So is she kind of like, yeah, it, it muddies the water. integrity, you know? Well, it, it happens. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> I have to say though, Amanda Seyfried in this, a 10 out of 10. Oh, she's brilliant. She plays up to Karen so well before Karen we're Karens yeah. you know um, but she's there doing her weather reports it's so good and all our uh, homages to wearing pink on Wednesdays etc so yeah I just wish it was an actual sequel because I'd love to gobble that up tonight now. yeah well maybe who knows something might come in the pipeline and we will definitely be talking about it here Fanula Morin we'll be back in just a couple of moments time we're going to be talking all about Northwest I love how we're branching into the Kardashian kids now for gossip. And we're going to be talking about the Matthew Perry Foundation, which is very important. But first, we've got some music from Ryan Mack. Here you go. This is Follow on 2FM. Sunday Service with Laura Fox on 2FM. Sunday Service with Laura Fox on 2FM. Yes, it is Sunday Service with Fanula Moran in the building today, our resident culture vulture. Um, look, I know that you're not the biggest Kardashians Stan in the whole world but at the same time it's unavoidable absolutely I don't keep up by any efforts of my own but at the same time I can't not keep up yeah but we are now branching out to Northwest uh, the child of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West and this made the headlines after last Thursday's episode where you know North wants to stay with her dad as opposed to with her mum I think they kind of really black and whited that statement mm. but in the episode one of the episodes they were going on with was you know how Kim kind of balances everything and look whether you like her or loathe her there is no denying that she is a very hard worker not only is she running loads of multi-million dollar companies she's also still studying for her law degree and she's got four kids at the end of the day with it and she has conversations with Courtney and it being like North's really annoyed that I brought Saint over to Paris and I brought him to London and I brought him to all these matches and she's like why don't you just cook a dinner with your child like why don't you just do the small things they don't have to be big extravagant gestures and I get it it's this mom guilt of trying to make sure that you're doing everything all of the time but I'm just on that note yeah sorry I'm going <laughs> to take a breath all of her multi-million dollar <laughs> everything helped. that she's doing does she know how to cook because you remember Kendall tried to cut a cucumber <laughs> and it went so viral I actually think well this they, they slag about this all the time so North goes to cut a cucumber in this scene and she was like wait 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 I'll call Kendall <laughs> now I think the thing about the the older three sisters in the Kardashian-Jenner clan is that they predominantly grew up semi-normal as in they went to college and they had to cook for themselves and yeah, they had to do sure. lives Paris started off or Kim started off as Paris's assistant Paris Hilton's assistant yeah. so they did have to do their grass <laughs> more self-sufficient yeah they weren't born into all of this yeah but I mean it's it's Kris Jenner she, she's very much like let me call the chef let the chef do this but as well she's like we've worked for this so let's let's reap the rewards but getting back to this North in this scene is talking about like how like you know oh why do you have chefs and nannies 
parties and you spend so much money like dad doesn't do any of this like you know dad is the best and we go to dad's house we cook together and like we make sushi and he hangs out with us and he and that has to be like such a gut punch I'd say when your child's coming back to you in a split household and saying I want to stay with dad more because dad's more chill and all this but you made a very good point off air about I feel like this is always the thing when there's any split in custody the parent who has less responsibility is always the fun parent and this doesn't even need to be through divorce or separation or anything if there's one parent who's off working all week you do kind of tend when you have them for an hour or two on the weekend you're like oh my god you're so fun because you tend to do a fun thing but you don't really appreciate when you're young the person who's going and doing all of your washing all of your cooking or just making sure your life is organised and you get to all your appointments and I saw a thing now and I think North might be coming into this era it was certainly something I was guilty of as a teenager and one of my friends showed me this poem a while ago and it shook me because lots of my friends are coming into their own motherhood age it's by Bonnie Burstow and it goes often father and daughter look down on mother woman together they exchange meaningful glances when she misses a point they agree that she is not as bright as they are they cannot reason as they do this conclusion does not save the daughter from the mother's fate and I just thought like this conclusion does not save the daughter from the mother's faith anyone when you're growing up in like North is now being like oh like dad's so cool dad's like way better than mom blah 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 I just think there's still like lots of this internalised misogyny that we grow up with mm. that maybe we haven't fully peeled ourselves away from yet that's something to be acutely aware of and to maybe just be very appreciative of what is done I also think their parenting styles are very different let's be honest Kanye is very very different to Kim Kim is obviously a very regimented person achieves huge amounts every year like her or loathe her as we said but I think it's like Kim has this authoritative state of parenting where she's like working with the kids getting loads done whereas Kanye I imagine is quite more of a permissive parent just letting things happen having fun no rules of dad's house dad is so cool so like you can't compete with that when you're North's age but I think she'll come to appreciate all the Kim is doing later on it is nice though that you know they they still have a dad in their life mm. and that when they go to Kanye's that he's present for them yeah. and I think that's the most important thing all the time and she touches on this Kim in a couple of episodes back where she says you can have all the help in the world and all the nannies but at the end of the day they just want you and they want you to put them to bed and they want you to spend or do their bedtime stories and that's what's most important so at, at the core of it they are just making sure that they're doing the best for the kids but it's just really hard when, you're, when you've got a bratty teenager like let's be honest teenagers are ruthless oh, they're the they most horrible people going through you with the most <laughs> harsh of comments and I say this as a former teenager oh, like we all were yeah, I was I, awful I was difficult I was yeah. difficult I must say um, um, we haven't mentioned the most fascinating part of all this Northwest was munching on a raw onion while all of this was going <laughs> like on. Like an apple. <laughs> like, what? So, yeah, maybe there is an argument there from Courtney to, yeah, Kim, maybe cook with your children. She's eating a raw onion. <laughs> but she was eating a raw onion as she was waiting for their food to be ready. Like, it's so gas. And she was, Kim was saying about North, like, she loves her vegetables. And this is what she does. But I find the gassing about her is she's still such a kid in the best way possible. Like, she takes a big chunk of this white cooking onion and and then just goes to her mom with her smelly oh. and she's like the stink of onion <laughs> off you like she's like my eyes are watering because it's that raw coming out of your mouth but she doesn't care there's kids loving their vegetables and they're that like I'm fully vegan I have never resorted to munching on a raw <laughs> onion yet like that's dark time we might try to get you to do that and next oh, week I'm so allergic studio. I'd be nine months pregnant bloated immediately <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that's just being an adult repeating on you. Um, very quickly, let's end uh, our Sunday service with the Matthew Perry Foundation. Obviously, last Sunday, we all woke up to the news that he had tragically passed away. Um, this has moved quite quickly in terms of, you know, getting a foundation up and running. Yeah, this is really gorgeous because I think we'd all been reflecting on what Matthew Perry had defined his own life's work to be after his passing. We were looking back and he said, when I die, I don't want friends to be the first thing that's mentioned. I want helping others to be the first thing that's mentioned. He said this on Q with Tom Power. It was a podcast in 2022 he did, promoting his memoir. And he said, I'm going to live the rest of my life proving that addiction is far too powerful for anyone to defeat alone. But together, one day at a time, we can beat it. Now, that was only said last year. So for the rest of his life to only been one year is really, really sad. But the organisers... Uh, organisation, sorry, cites Perry's hope to remember first and foremost as an individual who's helped other people struggling with addiction and we know that he's already helped so so many people but this is going to be fantastic in continuing that work. It's amazing altogether and it says here the foundation is sponsored and maintained by the National Philanthropic Trust, a public charity and leading donor advice funds and has raised more than 49 billion since its inception. Um, Like all of this is so so tragic but to push out the narrative still that addiction is a huge problem and let's remember exactly what his words were that it cannot be bet alone so let's start putting the money into the funding and getting people the help that they need one million percent Vanilla Morn thank you so much for coming in with us again this Sunday morning for Sunday service and we will hopefully see you again next week I'm off to eat raw onions <laughs> <laughs> Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM. 2FM.